Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm your host, Talia, aka your dating app partner in crime. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning, thanks for coming back. On Dating Intentionally, I'm helping you get to know yourself better so you can date in a way that truly aligns with your goals and values. And of course, have fun in the process. If you like this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review, rate it, subscribe, share it, or just shoot me an appreciation DM on Instagram or any feedback. You can find me at dating.intentionally, and I would love to know how this podcast is helping you in your dating and relationship journey. Today, we're talking about how to meet people in the wild. So if you're over the apps or they're just not your cup of tea, this episode is for you. Even if you're not single or not looking to date, all of this information can be applied to making friends in real life too. First, I'm going to cover the ins and outs of meeting someone offline, and I'll share tips that you can try today. You'll learn about how to create opportunities for yourself and make a move. Then I'm going to talk about some ways I've actually used these tips and what happened. At the end, I'll answer a listener question and share a story about what happened when I asked someone out in real life. So let's walk through your day, right? You wake up, maybe you're commuting to work, maybe not, but you're going to leave your house at some point. Maybe you're getting a coffee, you're going out in the world, you go to work, maybe at some point you take a break, you get a coffee or you pick up lunch somewhere or you take a walk. Then you get home and you're transitioning into your evening. Maybe you go to the gym, you do some errands or go out with friends. And throughout your entire day, these are opportunities to possibly make your new next best friend or meet someone you're going to date. It's just really important that you be open to it. So we're going to talk about that. If you want to be approached, you have to be approachable. And that doesn't mean always looking your best or always smiling at strangers or like, being a happy, sunny person. No, you be yourself. No one is going to force you to smile. Ew. But I would say lose the resting bitch face. If you're walking around with your face kind of in this permanent like mode of tension or like kind of a slightly angry or negative look, you're not going to look super approachable. Would you want to approach someone who looks like that? Probably not. Work on relaxing your face muscles. You can try this thing where you kind of put your tongue to the tip, like right behind your teeth. And it kind of opens your lips a little bit. And that is like a neutral face. It feels weird, but you could try it out. I have tried it out before. I kind of like to loosen my jaw, lose attention to my forehead, you know, kind of roll my neck, like roll my head around my neck a few times, like just kind of loosen from my neck up and shake it out, right? So lose the resting bitch face. Try to work on it. Try to practice. It'll feel weird at first, but I think it's worth it. Take out your AirPods or your earbuds or whatever you're wearing that keeps you in your head when you're out in the world. So being present in the world is crucial for creating opportunities to meet someone. So don't be listening to anything. Don't look at your phone. Don't walk around looking at your phone. It's going to feel weird at first. Like if you're standing in line for coffee, it's so just habit, right? It's a habit to just pull out your phone and start scrolling. Don't do that. Keep your chin up, look around, make eye contact with people, It's going to feel very strange at first if you're not used to doing this, but I promise you look normal. You're just waiting in line. You know, you're just in the world without your AirPods and not looking at your phone. People used to do it all the time, apparently. And yes, make eye contact. Eye contact is like a signal to strangers, right? It's like, okay, I'm. it kind of signals that you're open, but it's also a way we can figure out if a person is someone we want to talk to. We get a lot of information in those brief moments of eye contact. The eyes truly say it all. So practice. And 
I will say when I practice this, like I do notice that people don't want to hold eye contact. Like they don't want to look me in the eye, but the people that do, it's kind of a nice moment of like, hey, I see you, you see me, we walk on by. If you make eye contact with someone and you know, you're holding it for like a second and a half, that's a great sign, right? And if you get a good vibe from that eye contact moment, that might be a good person to maybe talk to, you know? Back to the smiling thing, obviously like smile if you feel like it. When I'm walking around Seattle, I pretty much smile at everyone I pass, like not a toothy grin, but just like a little corner of the mouth, you know, smile. And I only do it if I'm in the mood to, obviously, but I usually get a smile back or a little nod, you know? Especially when I'm walking my dog around my neighborhood, like people just look at my dog and start smiling and I kind of smile back. So, you know, it's kind of organic that way. Another thing you can do, again, to be approachable is say hi. Say hi to people. It's not weird. I promise. You know, if you're making eye contact with someone, you'd say, hey, like it's like literally just acknowledging that they're there. It might feel weird at first, but again, just try it out. Just see what happens. Nothing bad is going to happen if you say hi to someone. So this is a tip that I got from a book called The Offline Dating Method by Camille Virginia, which I highly recommend if you are looking to meet someone in real life or if you're looking for friends in real life. It's really just a great book on how to start conversations in the wild and like meet people. And Camille Virginia, she talks about in the book having a statement piece wearing something that others would comment on. So you know when you're walking around and you've got like a new piece of clothing on and you're feeling confident and someone might walk by and be like, oh, I love your jacket or I love your shoes, that kind of thing. So having a statement piece that others can comment on helps start these conversations. Alternatively, you can comment on people's clothes, obviously positively, okay, positive comments. Where'd you get that? That looks great. I love your shoes. I love this look. You know, people have come up to me and complimented my outfit and it always makes my day. Like, think about it. You can make someone's day just by complimenting them like that and you can start a conversation. I will say having a dog helps. I'm not telling you to get a dog to make friends, but that's what I did when I became single in Seattle. You know, I knew I wanted to be a dog mom, but part of it definitely was the social aspect. I wanted to have a dog to get me out of my apartment. I work from home and meet people. And I've met a lot of people in my neighborhood. And, you know, my dog Coconut, she has friends, like little doggy friends here. And it's been great. It makes me feel like I'm part of the community. And no, please don't just get a dog for the reason to like have conversations on the street. I'm just saying it does help. Another tip to be approachable, have an open vibe. Tell yourself that you're open if you are like a manifestation person, right? Or an affirmation person. Affirm to yourself that you are open. And I think openness is required for dating. Openness is required to make connections with people. You need to be open. So roll your shoulders back, walk with your head held high, and don't look at your phone. Just practice not being on your phone. It's healthy in so many ways, just like to be present in the world. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but why it's so important. But just practice, like go out, go get a coffee and the whole time don't look at your phone. Like go sit at the coffee shop, just kind of like look around, look out the window, be in the world, be present. The last thing I want to say on this, like, again, take this with a grain of salt. I'm not saying this is important to do all the time, but looking and feeling your best does help. If you're trying to meet someone in real life, when you leave the house, if you're in a good mood and you're feeling open and you want to have conversations and you want to have these connections, putting a little effort into how you look so you feel good is important. 
And whatever that is for you, maybe maybe it's doing your hair in a certain way. Maybe it's your skincare routine. Maybe it's wearing a certain outfit you love. It doesn't have to be a full face of makeup. You don't have to spend like an hour getting ready just to go to the convenience store. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying putting a little extra effort into how you look so you feel confident enough to have conversations with strangers will help you in the long run. So to recap, if you want to be approached, be approachable. By following these tips, you will be more in the mindset to make connections with people. Just try it. Experiment. So I want to talk about how meeting people in real life requires you to be out in the world. I think one of the big complaints about dating apps is like, you know, you're it's, it's like a two-dimensional experience. You're looking at people on a screen. You don't really get the full vibe, but it's so easy to do, right? You're like on your couch, you're in your sweats, you're swiping, you don't have to leave the house. If you want to meet people in real life, you need to leave the house. You need to do things that are outside of your routine or work new things into your routine to have these opportunities. And this could be so many things. Like I think the best place to start is exploring your own interests. So that could be looking for events. I love Google events, right? You can just fire up Google and type in like events in Seattle or wherever your city is and you will be presented with just a list of events. Scroll through, see what you want to go to, put it on your calendar. There's a lot of free stuff to do that you can find this way too. Go on meetup.com. That's one of my favorite places to find events and places to meet people, literally meetup.com, and see if there's anything going on in your area that aligns with your interests. Maybe you're learning a language and you want to find a group to chat with in that language and practice. Maybe you love pickleball and you're going to find a local pickleball meetup and, and club to join. Some meetups I've joined, I, I have, there's a figure drawing meetup, not finger drawing, figure <laughs> drawing meetup that I've been to that I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite things to do on a weekend. And I've met so many amazing people in that meetup. Another one I love is a foodie club where basically the organizer, like she picks out different restaurants and she works with the restaurant owners to host special events and it's expensive, but wow, I've met some really cool people and enjoyed incredible food with other foodies that way. So you can find stuff on Meetup no matter what your budget is. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about Meetup. Say yes when people invite you to things, right? If you have friends that are inviting you out, to parties, to gatherings, to events, to shows, just say yes. Even if you don't feel like going, if your ultimate goal is to actually meet someone in real life, you've got to say yes. It's going to be exhausting, but you will be happy that you went. If you don't want to do go to a show, go to an event, go to a class, going to the same place multiple times in a week around the same time is a great way to build community and connect with people. Right, Because if you're showing up to the same coffee shop at the same time every day, you're going to start to see who the regulars are. Same with the gym or like other places you go. You're going to start to see some familiar faces and you will make connections that way. Especially when you just have that repetitive action and seeing the same people over and over, you have more comfort to approach them and talk to them. So yeah, obviously there are a lot of different ways to meet people. I mean, there's speed dating, there's uh, there's singles events. There are just so, so many ways. You've got to make a point to get out, be in the world if you want to meet someone in real life. And I just want to say I've made so many friends by going to a restaurant and just eating at the bar. There's usually someone else alone eating at the bar and it's easy to start a conversation with them. So the next thing I want to talk about is actually starting a conversation with strangers. 
I would love if you went out and just practice this in general, right? Not not with the purpose of trying to find a good match to date, but literally just practicing this to talk to anyone because you never know what connections you're going to make, right? You never know who's going to know someone else or where it can go. So just, again, that's going back to the theme of openness and being open. So I have only have lived experience as a woman. And I will say, I think as a woman, it's easier. I think I am somehow less threatening when I approach people. Of course, I'm open to feedback on that, but that's kind of been my experience. And my go-to when I'm out in the world, you know, at the farmer's market, at the coffee shop, at, at the grocery store is, how's it going? I literally just say that, how's it going? And like, sometimes people just say, good. And that's it. And they just kind of walk away or they return back to whatever they're doing. And they're like, okay, this person is not open to talking. Sometimes I say, how are you? I'm good. And then, you know, from there, depending on the context of where we are, the conversation can go different places. And again, that's why it's so important to be present because when you're present, you have a lot more to comment on than if you're just on your phone. So, you know, I remember I was in Vancouver. I sat at the bar at a restaurant. There was a woman next to me. Uh, she was eating. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm great. This is my first time in Vancouver. I just said that. I just offered that information. She's like, oh, well, this is my favorite restaurant in Vancouver. And we just literally started talking from that, right? I just said, I just said one thing that this is my first time in Vancouver. And that conversation could have gone anywhere. She could have been like, me too. She could have been like, oh, I live here. Um, you know, like stuff like that. So after that, we were off to the races and we talked for like an hour. We got we traded numbers and it was great. That's my go-to. How's it going? Another one I like is, you know, if if I am near someone with uh, a piece of clothing I think is cool or their outfit's cool or they have something that's cool, I'm like, where'd you get that? And also generally giving compliments. I love your sweater. Great way to start. And again, people will either be like, thanks, end of conversation, or they'll offer up more information. Oh, thank you so much. I actually got it at this vintage store. Oh, cool. I've never been. Um, Do you know any other good ones? Or like, do you like to do a lot of thrift shopping? Like, it can literally go anywhere. So I think, again, being open to different reactions. Some people might be closed off. Some people might want to chat. It's kind of like when you're on an airplane and you'll know immediately if the person next to you is a talker or not. I think from what you've learned about me, you probably can guess I'm a talker on the airplane, but only if my neighbor wants to talk. I will say that I'm very respectful, plain buddy, but I will talk to you if, you, if you're a talker. So yeah, I would say, how's it going? Compliments. If you feel comfortable doing this, you can kind of just comment on your surroundings. Like if you're at the coffee shop and there's a long line, it's like, wow, it's so busy. You could say that to the person next to you in line, you know, or, oh, wow, like, uh, oh, they're sold out of my favorite pastry already. Wow. You know, just stuff like that. You can kind of just literally say that to anyone. Again, it's going to feel weird at first, but people, I think people, especially after the pandemic, crave connection. And you are a blessing. You're like such a blessing to be starting a conversation and actually starting those interactions that people really do want to have. People want to be seen and noticed and talked to. And, you know, I think people do really want connection. And if they don't, you will get the signal and you'll know. And remember, the stakes are low, right? If you say something awkward or you fumble or whatever, you're probably never going to see that person again. And they'll literally never think about it again, right? It's okay. It's okay if things get a little awkward. You got to learn how to brush it off and just embrace it. It's going to happen sometimes and no one will remember. I promise. And of course, this kind of goes without saying, but when you're talking to someone, obviously be polite, 
be respectful and be aware, you know, be aware of their body language and if they're open to having a conversation with you or not. To keep a conversation going with someone, you're going to need to offer up some information too. Like you don't like a lot of people believe conversation is about asking questions and it's like question, answer, question, answer. It's really not like that. You can just say information about yourself or your surroundings or what you're thinking. You know, like conversations really do happen that way. Um, You don't have to be worrying about questions to ask necessarily. So to recap, keep it simple. You can start conversations just by making eye contact, maybe a small smile. How's it going? See if they're receptive. See if they're open. See where it goes. And once you're in the conversation, then you can decide, you know, oh, is this person a potential friend? Is this person a potential date? Or is this just like a one-time chat that I'm having with a stranger that's, you know, in my neighborhood right now, right? Be open to all the possibilities. Now for the fun part. Let's say you've been open, you've been out in the world, you've been approaching people, and you end up talking to someone that you hit it off with and you are interested in hanging out with them, maybe as friends, maybe as more. All you know is you like talking to them, you vibe well, and you could see yourself having a longer conversation with them. So when you're in this kind of initial chat and you're just chatting with them and they're a stranger, you want to get some information before making a move. You want to figure out if they live in the area or if they're just visiting. I think it's appropriate to ask what they do for work if it comes up or what they do for fun. And that can kind of give you clues about their situation in general and their life stage and kind of that general vibe. You can ask them where they're originally from. Sometimes that starts a conversation about like their journey, right? Like how'd they get here? You know, are they from here? Are they not? That can tell you a lot about someone. Sometimes in that process, people will mention a partner or a significant other. That is definitely something that could come up in that conversation if they're getting the vibe that you might be interested in them. You know, if you're flirting, if you're smiling, like it, it can definitely come across like, okay, maybe I need to drop the fact that I am in a relationship to this person. There is that information transaction happening there. When you're talking to someone and if this is someone you are interested in possibly dating, you can straight up ask, are you available? Are you a free agent? And that is a very clear and direct way of being like, hey, I'm single. I'm wondering if you're single and maybe we can we can hang out more and we can hang out on a date. Or, I mean, this is the route I would go and it's a little safer. You can be like, I really enjoy chatting with you. Hey, can we trade numbers? Maybe we can hang out sometime, right? And that's casual. It could be friendly. It could be more. It's kind of in the middle. And then when you have their number, you can be more straightforward because it's a little safer for both parties to kind of make that reveal that you want to date over text. Because sometimes when you do it in person, like there's a lot more pressure And it's just a little, it's a lot, right? Doing it over text when you have their number, it's just a little, it takes some of that pressure off. And I think it's a little bit safer uh, for many reasons. And if they reject you, right, it's a little less painful because it's over text. Again, this has happened to me a lot, mostly with making friends. Like I'll just kind of rattle off a few ways that I've done this. Like I just went snowboarding last Friday and I got on the ski lift with this woman who was also by herself and we started chatting. Hey, how's your day going? Oh, it's great. I just started. Me too. Blah, blah, blah. By the time we got to the top of the lift, you know, we were, we agreed to do a couple runs together because she was learning and I'm really good, whatever. And we did a couple runs together and it was fun. And then I was like, hey, I'm going to go check out, you know, the expert whatever stuff on the other side of the mountain. 
she was like, hey, can I get your number? Because I come up to this mountain once a week as well. And if we can ride together again. And I was like, yes, of course. And we traded numbers right there on the ski slope, right? Very organic and clearly friend vibes. You know, it was, it was great. Another scenario, uh, last year I was at the dog park and I started chatting with this woman who had a really adorable big dog. She was fostering and we were just chatting. I, I was still kind of new. I was newly single. I asked where she was from, you know, and again, just very general small talk. And I was kind of like, I don't remember, again, I don't remember how this happened, but I definitely was like, well, you know, maybe we can get a drink sometime. Again, friend vibes. She gave me her number. We got a drink and we're still really good friends. Like we we hang out all the time and she's one of, my, one of my really good friends here in Seattle. I'm so glad I talked to her and I just, yeah, again, I'm so glad that I made, I took that risk and just chatted with her. You know, I do have kind of a theme of my life, which is just literally going up to people and basically asking if they want to be friends. I asked my best friend from first grade if I was like, hey, want to be friends? That's how we became friends. I basically did that to this person in the dog park too. So shout out to you. You know who you are. Um, so yes, it takes practice. This is a muscle that you can you can strengthen when you feel up to it. You don't have to always be on. Sometimes you have an off day and you don't want to talk to anyone and that's understandable. But as you move through the day and you're in a good mood, find small ways to connect with people. Challenge yourself. You know, people shit on making small talk all the time, but it doesn't have to be small talk. When you're out in the world, again, like I said, there's so much to comment on. Part of this is, again, being present and an active participant in the world. Weird stuff to comment on is constantly happening all around us, and you have more in common with people around you than you know, especially when you're in the same place, like a coffee shop or in line or at the dog park or on a ski lift. What you have in common is literally right in front of you. And part of this is also being okay with making the first move and asking for their number. People, you know, if you're talking to someone of your desired gender and you're giving off signals that you're single and interested, they might ask you for your number. But you need to be okay with asking for theirs if they don't pick up those signals. It's okay if you are a woman who's dating men, you can ask guys out. They will love it generally. Even if they're taken, especially if they're taken, they'll love it. Okay, guys like never get asked out. It's kind of like a secret weapon we have as women who are dating men. You can totally do it. Just try it out. That being said, if you do want to be asked out, you do have to make it known that you are single and open to that. You need to open the door, right? Like if you're talking with a guy and you're, you know, you're interested in men and you're you're talking about how much you love sushi and you're always looking for more sushi places in your area. Oh, I never tried that place. I'd love to go. And then boom, they then have an opening to ask you out. And oh, maybe we can go sometime, right? Like you do need to really open that door for them if you want them to ask you out. And in that book I mentioned earlier, The Offline Dating Method, uh, Camille does talk about that. So I have a hot take, and that is I think meeting people in real life is a lot harder than meeting someone on the apps, though I totally understand if the apps aren't your speed, you don't like them, they feel icky to you, and you'd rather meet someone in real life, obviously, I hope these tips help you. But I do think there are a lot of challenges when it comes to meeting someone in real life, and that is sometimes you don't know how old they are. You don't know if they're what their sexual identity is, 
or their gender identity necessarily. You don't know if they're taken or not. You know, if they're not wearing a, a wedding ring, it can't be very obvious sometimes. You don't know if, if, certain, if certain things matter to you, like politics or religion. You know nothing about that upon meeting them. You know, you can't really walk up to people and be like, who'd you vote for in 2022? You know, or 2020. Like, you can't really do that. So just keep that in mind when you are using this approach to find people to date. I have absolutely approached and hit on people who were really young or way older than I would want. Um, I've hit on a lot of people who are taken, right? A guy, I talked to a guy and I was flirting with him and he's gay. Okay. Like these things won't really happen on the apps because the apps have a lot more context. You can see a lot of information before you even talk to someone. Can they lie? Absolutely. People lie in person too. It's as easy as taking off a wedding ring, right? I would say the only the, the only advantage you have to in real life meeting is the immediate vibe check of seeing that person in real life that you don't get on the apps. But I prefer the apps because I know that I, I can generally believe who I'm talking to. They're going to be single. They're going to be interested in my gender and they're going to be the age that I want. Again, could they lie? Yes. But I would say most, I went out with over 60 people. The only thing that was kind of deceitful were like, what was like one guy who definitely had less hair than in his photos and one guy who was like shorter than he said. I know what happens. All I'm saying is you have more information upfront when you're using the apps. And if you're trying to meet someone and get into a relationship, that efficiency is great. Okay. So we've talked about how to be open, how to be approachable, how to start conversations and how to make the move. And now I want to switch gears and talk about some personal experiences and ways I've implemented these tips. So I've met a bunch of people in real life. Uh, I can't say that I've really, like nothing has really gone anywhere except for way back when there was one guy I met at a comedy show uh, that we dated for eight months when I was like 22. So that was the last time I met someone in real life and it actually went further than one date, to be honest. So when I first moved to my own place after my breakup, I was using Facebook Marketplace a lot to sell and buy stuff. So I was selling some uh, kitchen equipment and a guy, you know, bought it for me and we met. And I'm like, he's kind of cute. And I looked him up on Facebook because we met on Facebook Marketplace and I looked through his pictures. I tried to find his Instagram. I couldn't see any signs of a girlfriend. So I asked him out on Facebook Messenger, but he had a girlfriend and that didn't work out. So, okay. But it was cool. I, I'm proud of myself for doing that. I met a guy at the farmer's market, right? Because he was selling his book. And I'm also an author. I'm a cookbook author. So we were chatting and I slid into his DMs on Instagram and I said, hey, you know, you seem cool. I want to meet for coffee. And we did, except that he also had a girlfriend and he definitely didn't think it was a date. So that was really awkward. Like halfway through this not quasi date, I was like, do you have a girlfriend? He was like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of got, I've kind of picked it up. It's like, oh, it, it was, it was so, it was kind of embarrassing. Also, he was a little too young for me. Um, there is a coffee shop that I like to go to a lot in the summer to work outside, especially after being cooped up in my apartment. And I was sitting there with my dog and, you know, there was a really cute guy uh, sitting a couple of tables over from me and he, we made eye contact a bunch, you know, he was commenting on my dog and we started talking. I like, you know, went over and kind of stood next to where he was sitting and we were chatting and I was on my way out and he actually asked for my number which was pretty cool. I did not give it to him though because I was just starting to see GB, my now boyfriend, 
and I was not interested in dating, but that did happen, right? I did I did get asked out and I was, again, following my own advice. I was open. I looked good that day. I felt good that day. I was putting out some positive energy and it worked, you know, but not really because I was kind of interested already in someone else. So those are some, some examples I can share. And I want to say you can be on the apps and use these tips. You don't have to do one or the other. When I was dating and using apps heavily, I'd see people from the apps in real life all the time. And I knew in the back of my mind that they were likely single because they were on the apps. So it was easier to talk to them. I didn't go into it like, I saw you on Hinge, you know, but there were times where I would chat with someone in real life and then see them on the apps a week later and be like, hey, I know you, you know. So I think it is kind of cool if you are living in a city and you kind of frequent the same places and you're always passing by people, you will start to recognize people in real life from the apps. It's pretty great. And I also just want to say you can't avoid rejection in dating. Whether you're on the apps or not, you're going to get rejected at some point. So if the apps make you feel like shit and you're deleting them because of that, that's fine. But just know you will get rejected in real life too, right? You can't avoid it. So just keep that in mind. I'd love to do a listener question. So this is from a survey I did back in August. So this person asked, you know, what are your tips for getting set up by friends? So of course, getting set up is another way to meet someone in real life. And I think that to start, you want to let your friends know that you are available and looking to be set up. And I think this is where it gets really important to say yes to things that you are invited to by your friends. Often, the more you say yes to stuff, the more you're going to get invited things to. The more you say no, the less you'll get invited. So just keep that in mind. And I think when you ask it set up, like make sure that your friends are sending you pictures, sending you a bunch of information, make sure that there's consent on both sides. And I think it's also really important to be honest with your friends about what you're looking for, what stage of your dating life you're in, and what happens if you don't, if you don't vibe with them, you know, talk about that if you're like, hey, like what, you know, what would be appropriate? Like just talk through these scenarios, you know, think about it. And so that way your friendship won't get damaged. There won't be any weirdness. The more you communicate, the better. And I would say when you are set up by a friend, really make sure to like, be respectful. Don't ghost the person if you're not interested. Let your friend know how it went after the date. You know, be a good friend in this scenario um, because it can get weird. You know, if you don't follow up or if you, it kind of makes your friend look bad, right? If if you are showing up to this date and not giving it your best, and same with the other person. Hopefully, hopefully they'll give it their best too. But those are my general tips. I would say that have an open mind and see what happens. Let me know if you get, if you have any tips for this, please let me know. I'd love to hear more. I don't think I've, I've never been set up and I've never set anyone up, but I would love to, I would love to try. So I do want to share a quick story, a funny story about how I met someone in person. This is a real life meetup. So I am really into bouldering. I love going to the climbing gym. It is a very social experience for me. I basically go more to socialize than climb. And, you know, I went, I was there on a Saturday morning and there was this guy, this was the era of masks. So I couldn't really see his face, but we were chatting and we were talking for a while about my business. And I followed my own advice. I was wearing my own merch. 
I have a shirt from my company. It says, yes, you can reheat rice because I have a meal prep company and people always ask me if it's safe to reheat rice. For the record, yes, it is safe to reheat rice. People always comment on this shirt. They're, people have the funniest responses to it. Of course, he was like, he made a comment. We started talking about my business and he was like, wow, it's so cool. You own your own company, all that stuff. And I, I love that. I love when people gas me up about being an entrepreneur. It's super, it's super hot. So we chatted and like, I think I left and then he was talking to his friends or his buddies and I didn't get his number, but I remember I was like thinking about him for a while. I remember I got his name. Let's call him Greg. That's not his name, but I was like, okay, Greg. And I remember like I wanted to run into him for months. And I think Four or five months later, I finally ran into Greg again. This time I made, I was like, I got his number. I was like, hey, so great to see you again. By the way, can I get your number? Because we had a vibe, right? In that initial conversation, four months prior to our second meeting, there was definitely a vibe. And he was like, yeah, I wish I got your number the first time too. We were on the same page. So he puts his number in my phone and I put it in my pocket and he's with his friends and with my friends. So we kind of don't chat anymore and we're climbing, whatever. I get to my car, ready to text him, and for whatever reason, the number did not save in my phone. Like, I just, I maybe, oh, it was in my pocket and something happened. It just didn't save. And I, I was like, oh, shit. I was looking like, for Greg in my phone for a couple minutes. I'm like, man, like, I looked on, I never, I looked on Instagram, I looked on Facebook, I looked on LinkedIn. I could not find this guy. It was so frustrating. And I'm thinking, oh my God, he probably thinks I'm an asshole for not texting him. He probably thinks I'm just like, I'm full of shit. Like, I just was like, no, I'm not that person. Like, I want to actually close the loop and talk to him. So the next day, I went to the climbing gym. And I said, hey, listen, I met this guy here. His name's Greg. You know, he was here yesterday and I got his number, but I somehow lost it. Can you help? And they found him in the system, like based on these context clues of like he was there the day before. And here's what he looks like. He's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. They offered to email him with my number, be like, hey, you know, this girl showed up to the front desk asking for your number. <laughs> and so they email him. I'm like, you know, then I go about my day and I get a text later and it was Greg and he wrote, you'll never guess he sent me an email with your number or something like that. And it was super funny. He had a great sense of humor about it. I explained I lost his number and it was funny. So we did actually go out on a date. Uh, it turned out he was way older then I thought he was like eight years older than me, which is not what I was looking for. And, you know, we just didn't have any kind of lifestyle alignment whatsoever. Uh, and that's kind of how that, you know, just kind of fizzled out. We saw each other, you know, we see each other at the climbing gym. And he also made it very clear to me. He was like, listen, this climbing gym is a very important to me. If we date, I don't want it to be awkward. And I was like, totally, totally get that. I don't want it to be awkward either. I'm the least awkward person. So he did set that boundary. And I thought that was really cool. He was, look, he was a good guy. Like I had a good time on the date. It was very enjoyable, but like, you know, not what I was looking for. So there's my little story. Be bold. He was super flattered. He loved that I basically got his number twice and, you know, slid into the, the, the DMs the old fashioned way through email. Yeah. What a story. But I hope this inspires you to be bold. Don't take it too seriously. People will generally be flattered that you are interested and want to talk to them. So Yeah. I hope this episode inspires you to get out there and start creating opportunities for connection. You really never know who you'll meet or what interesting conversations you'll have, what you'll learn. You know, maybe you end up talking to someone who then connects you to more people, who then connects you to more people, and that's how you find your person, right? Stay open and give it your best shot. 
you're doing great. If you try any of these tips, I'd love to hear it. You can DM me at dating.intentionally. Once again, I'm Talia. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Your feedback means a ton to me and helps you make this podcast as helpful as possible. I'll catch you next time. Bye.